0: And you're on, but I don't want to be a secondary character. Seinfeld podcast about the secondary characters of our beloved show, Seinfeld. And we have the absolute pleasure on the phone right now, all the way from Marrakesh, Morocco. We have an actor who played Lloyd Braun in The Gum and The Serenity Now in Seinfeld, Matt McCoy. Hey, Matt.
1: Hey, good morning, man. How are you? Good evening, huh? Morning for me, evening for you. That's right. How is it in Marrakesh? I, I tell you, I, I had never been here before. It sounded, um, uh, there's just something very magical about the place. I had uh, had the great pleasure of shooting over in India and Italy and different places around the world. But uh, when this offer came to come here, it just, uh, you know, I didn't need to read the script and uh, it was just a great, a great adventure, and uh, these people are wonderful. This country is amazing. Uh, it's, uh, I think, we could all take a lesson from the people here in Marrakesh. They're really, really great people.
2: Oh, great! Yeah, and um, what, um, what are you, what are you doing over in Marrakesh?
1: Well, we're shooting the new uh, Jack Ryan series, uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. So we're doing um, eight episodes, not, not dissimilar from sort of. Uh, the way the industry's going now, whether it's Big Little Lies or True Detective, where they get uh, you know people like John Krasinski who's playing Jack Ryan and uh, uh, big stars that did Big Little Lies and uh, True Detective. You do eight episodes, uh, you sort of pique people's interest, and uh, you know you come back and, and maybe do eight more down the road or something. So uh, John Krasinski's playing Jack Ryan. I play a, a captive uh, doctors without borders. I'm captive for about three months. Um, my wife wishes it was less so I could shave.
0: Yeah, but like uh, beard, so it, it's uh, a nice
1: beard. Yeah, it's very. Um, it's, yeah, it's very manly. It, it came in a little. Uh, came in a little blonder this time than I think the last time I had a beard. But it's a good mix <laughs> of salt and pepper. I <laughs> think. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a dash more salt in there than pepper, but uh, I'll, uh, it, it's, it's going great. Uh, you know, John's uh, doing a great job, and I, I'm really, uh, really grateful to be a part of it and uh, everybody that I'm working with. Uh, awesome, awesome. Great.
2: Yeah, so um, as well as our listeners know, um, you played the character of Lloyd Braun in Seinfeld. So I guess to start, just from like a general perspective, like what – What was that overall experience like over the seasons, you know, as as an actor on such a high profile and amazing TV show?
1: Well, yeah, it's it's, I think it's a testament to the show that what are we 20 years later and we're still talking about it? Uh, Just how wonderful it was and the impact that it had on people. It was a show, I think, that people discovered too. my kids discovered it, you know, sort of in reruns. I mean, it was very popular when it aired live back in the 90s, but. It's a show that people keep discovering. Um, I I remember walking into the room and meeting Larry and uh, and Jerry uh, reading for the part, and uh, you know, geez, yeah, they didn't give you a whole lot. It was a guy that was uh, uh, just got out of an insane asylum uh, (laughs) because he was uh, he was running Mayor Dinkins' campaign. You guys probably know more than I do. Is that right? Yeah, he was uh, uh, Mayor Dinkins. Yeah, uh, David Dinkins was the mayor of New York back in the 90s, so this guy was sort of burnt out and I guess had some sort of meltdown and they had to send him away. And uh, so he's just, he's just gotten out. And, uh, you know, you sort of take what you get before you start reading for these great folks. And uh, I, I don't quite know what I did, but uh, it, it turned out great. And uh, I have to tell you, on the set, I just sort of tried to stay out of these guys' way. These guys were so funny. Uh, Michael Richards and uh, Jerry, Jason, everybody was just so funny, man. I just and Julia Louis, I mean, all all of these people were just really. <laughs> I just tried to stay out of the way, to be honest, it just, uh, and just and just sort of blend in. And when you know when you go into something that's so well established, you just want to try to fit in seamlessly. And uh, I think that's what they were so great about doing: is all of these characters that stand out these sort of secondary players, they just blended seamlessly right into the cast. Yeah, oh, that would have been amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Matt, did you, um, with the character of Lloyd Braun, obviously um, it was paid, played originally by Peter Callahan in uh, The Non-Fat Yogurt, and you played Lloyd Braun in a couple more episodes. Um, Did you have any right. say in terms of the character or, or how they
1: were developed? Well, I, I think I had say in what I brought to the table initially, and they didn't. They liked what I brought... Uh, into the audition as an actor if you sort of get the gig by what you brought into the room to get the part Mm -hmm. you sort of stick with that but uh, you're also uh, so open to any sort of uh, expansion of that or change in that or pivot uh, that you would do in that and uh, uh, Larry David was so great about that Um, try this, try this, try this but uh, uh, yeah yeah. You're, you're, you're uh, you stick with what got you there, I guess. And, uh, and, yeah. and, and as I say, you're, you're ready to, uh, to change it if, if, uh, if need be. Yeah, I guess if it isn't broken, don't fix it, maybe. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think that's right. And, you know, I, I think Lloyd Braun, the, the parts that I played, the episodes that I did were season eight and season nine. And I do remember that by the time that they got to that part of the, uh, of the season, I, I think they did it without an all audience because the audience that they had initially for the first couple of seasons would sort of get ahead of of the dialogue they'd start laughing before you know if you knew michael was coming in the room the audience would sort of give it away uh you know so i i think doing it the audience actually sort of spoiled the joke sometimes they were just so uh ingrained with these characters so they started doing it with i don't know because it seemed to help uh, the timing of the show we didn't have to wait for laughter which you know just kept coming a mile a minute so uh, it was interesting to see how they did it uh, have you heard that before from other people that uh, it just worked better without an audience uh, I guess, I,
0: I, guess it, I guess it would yeah. yeah I
2: mean not that specifically but when you mentioned that um, the crowd would go wild before um, you know, Kramer or Michael would come in I think by about season four, they had to specifically... Maybe you can you know, sort of confirm this, or maybe you saw this, but they had to... Um, I think the producers and stuff, when they were filming, had to actually ask the audience to stop hooting and hollering when he came in, because it caused such a delay in the filming, and all the actors <laughs> were just standing around waiting for it to, to finish before the, you know, the, the episode could get on.
1: Yeah, that, that's exactly right. I mean, uh, you know, and Michael would always do something different each time, so when he came into the room my goodness, you didn't know what was coming, you know, so, uh, yeah, that was, it was just better to, uh, uh you know, just to sort of remove that element that, that, threw off the timing. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, just, a, a, a treat, a treat to, I, I still look back on it. It's funny. I've been doing this about 40 years and it's funny, the roles you play throughout your career and what sticks, uh, what doesn't stick, what people remember. Uh, and I think today Seinfeld you know, along with other things that I've been so fortunate to be a part of, but Seinfeld is still one that uh, uh, people uh, uh, people identify with. So it's it's really a great honor to be a part of it.
0: Well, we're doing a podcast about it 20 years after it finished, or thereabouts. So it goes to show, you know, how popular the show is and how it's still growing.
1: It's great. Yeah, no, I agree. The longevity is uh, is pretty crazy. Uh, you know, and uh, it's funny how things come around as well. Uh, Alex Berg, who was one of the writers on on that show, I still work with now on Silicon Valley, on HBO, and uh, that's that's one of my uh, playing a sort of yeah. Do you guys get you watch Silicon Valley down there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't. Yeah, yeah
2: We pretty much get everything that comes out of America. So
1: <laughs> most of <laughs> our most of our media are no, Americans.
2: I don't yeah, uh, it, I don't think it's that way that you're on the moon or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 I did not know if you watched yeah, it. It's but, almost okay. as far. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's not just Crocodile Dundee and <laughs> but I. I yeah. and
1: kangaroos <laughs> yeah, no and Vegemite and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're not just listening to Men at Work. You don't just listen to Men at Work down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. right? yeah,
2: we we ride around in kangaroos and um, yeah. listen to Men at Work. They're still charting thirty right. years <laughs> later. They're yep. still number ones. So. Yeah, there's there's yeah. been no songs released since whenever that song came out.
1: Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Colin, Colin is, Colin's still the biggest star down there, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It. huge. Massive. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's it. I'm, am dating, I'm dating myself here, I think. <laughs> uh, but Alec Berg, I, I mean, I play this uh, similar character on Silicon Valley. That's, uh, a little bit left of center. Uh, this attorney that's, uh, been doing time and, uh, has had a few run ins with the law, so I don't know if you watch if you guys watch those, uh the character I play on there. But there's the great connection with Seinfeld as well. Yeah. Ah, great.
0: Do you get do you get pulled up on the street, you know, from fans saying, Hey, Lloyd Braun or you know, did you get anything like that?
1: I think probably every day of my life.
0: <laughs> oh wow. nice. No.
1: Do they ask you to quote Lloyd? yeah, Lloyd Braun, yeah. Braunisms? No, I mean you'll you'll hear people yeah. yell out. Surrounding Now. Oh, yeah. Surrounding uh, now. Yeah. Uh, now
0: and Sanity
1: Later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, did you actually enjoy ringing the bell on the set?
0: You know, when Lloyd Braun, he, he like he doesn't have his phone connected and he just loves <laughs> ringing the bell. Did you enjoy doing that, like him?
1: Yeah, I loved it. Uh, that particular episode, I remember going to uh, Andy Ackerman, who was the director of that. And that was the first time I had worked with, uh, with Jerry Stiller, who was just phenomenal on that show you know and you talked about a guy that uh that everything every take was different uh jerry was unbelievable and i I, once again i never knew i never knew when he was done when i was supposed to come in because everything was just so brilliant that came out of his mouth and i remember going to the director afterwards and saying you know did you get what you needed there and he goes oh yeah he said it was fantastic so these uh yeah i mean just you know stuff like that i I remember really uh, distinctly uh things that happened on the set because once again i felt like i was just trying to to stay out of the way and do what i did and let everybody else do what they were so great at doing
2: yeah yeah with lloyd braun i guess being george costanza's main nemesis i imagine if he was real he would have a lot of nemesis because he's a pretty pretty shady guy I guess is that like working with Jason um, on the set like is that that dynamic in the show is that something you tried to sort of feed off to to make it more like a nemesis like was that was that a inspiration point when you were filming or
1: well it's funny I knew Jason back in New York uh, so it was a little okay. bit of a uh, uh, reuniting with us when I had seen each other and it, it, I had to remind him that we knew each other uh, back in New York but uh, you know he was uh, we both sort of started off at the same time back in Manhattan um, but you know everything was on the page there guys and that's was what was so great about the writing um, it, it was all there and uh, uh, so you know I had heard about yeah Jason always complains to his parents his parents always complained to him that why couldn't he be more? Like, like Lloyd Lord Braun, Braun you, yeah, know, yeah. you know, and, uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> whereas Jason was a whole lot better than Lloyd Braun, you know, when you dug a little deeper, uh, he was, uh, he, but I, you know, I think, uh, no, it was all there. Uh, Jason and I had, had great fun with it. We didn't have too many scenes together. You know, every time I was with Jason, and he was uh, lamenting over, you know, Lloyd Braun. Lloyd Braun. I always had Kramer that had my back,
0: yeah, uh, was that say, was
1: standing I, up for him.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I watched I watched The Gum the other day, and, and Michael was in uh, pretty much most of your scenes in that episode. So you did, you were with him uh, more than uh, more than Jason.
1: Yeah. And so Michael always had my back. That you know he's not crazy. Don't worry, guy, he's not crazy. I, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, then they had the. the go ahead. No, no, you go. all good, all good. (laughs) They were talking about, you know, it's funny how they connected the dots within a half-hour episode, whether it was the relationship with George. I had dated Elaine in the past. Um, So, you know, they connected those dots. My connection with George. uh, Jerry was the only one in the cast who didn't know me. Uh, until I was brought in, you know, and that was the gum episode that, yeah. can you get me some of that gum? And yeah. uh, Maybe it was those glasses. So that's, it. it it's
0: what now? Oh, yeah. When Jerry wears the glasses and the gum, you know, he couldn't quite distinguish who you were. That's probably why he didn't notice it too <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, everything. You know, that's just it. You never knew what was going to come around in that script. What little seed that they would plant that would you know eventually come around 20, 10 minutes later, and how they'd put a bow on it at the end. Um, it, it was the kind of show as well, because the writing was so good, it made you want to go back and watch it again and connect the dots with how they connected the dots within the writing. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were, we were kind of just talking about
2: that, we recorded um, an episode just before speaking to you and we were like commenting on how good uh the writing is where someone will make a throwaway line in you know season two or something and then it'll you know you don't think much of it when you hear it as a viewer and then a season later or two seasons later it sort of comes to fruition that you know like even across seasons it's so, there's, the continuity is so good
1: yeah I, I agree with you and that that's the the foresight in the writing that these guys did as well and i think Silicon Valley has that element as well. If you'll, uh, if, if you guys closely as well, they drop the seed as well, yeah. and that's Mike Judge and Alec Berg with with Silicon Valley. They're they're masters at that. How things come around and this sort of light bulb goes off in your head and the reference back is just it's it's really uh, really wonderful stuff. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm a fan of anything that Mike Judge does. So everything everything that he does, yeah I I, I I love it. He's a, he's an absolute. Are you are you guys are
0: you guys up to date on Silicon? Then
2: uh, I've only seen the
0: first season. I, st- I still need to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I will watch it. I'll get around to it for sure. Yeah.
2: it's on. It's on my list of. I've got an endless list of shows to watch. But it's there. It's on there.
0: It's in my queue.
2: Yeah.
1: You sound like uh, you sound like my wife and I. It's just there's too much good television. Now. I mean, the television is really fantastic these days, isn't it? Whether it's you know True Detective or Silicon Valley or Veep. Or yeah. uh, Westworld or Game of Thrones. I mean, it's really it, it's just it's too much. Yeah, you yeah. almost you almost have to retire from real life to sort of keep up to it, <laughs> keep up to date with it. <laughs> yeah, you know. I guess for me to retire, that would mean I would have a job at some point. So I, <laughs> oh, <that's> uh, true. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like I've ever worked a day in my life. I'm really really grateful for uh, having the opportunity to do what I do. Oh, well, that's, that's the best.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Great. Well, Matt McCoy, thank you so much for speaking to us. We really appreciate uh,
0: giving us the time, and uh, yeah, it was a great chat.
1: Hey guys, it, hey, it's a, it's really uh, I, I appreciate the support so much, which I told you in the email, and uh, it, it's just a, a really uh, once again a really cool show to be a part of. To have great people like yourself remember it, and have your listeners remember it. So. Anything I can do for you down the road? Uh, give a shout and uh, uh, give my best to everybody down there in Australia. All right. Thanks. Oh, thanks so much, Matt. Yeah, cheers, Matt. Much appreciated. Thank you.